Oh, man. I think uh, trying to get an interview with the crocodile in KZN would have been an easier thing uh, than trying to get an interview with this gentleman. But you know what? Finally, I think we must uh, thank the humidity down here in Durban is that, uh, yeah, he's, he's come out. He's here. And I'm looking forward to the conversation with him. I think he's almost kind of, this is my assessment, become one of the most unsung figures uh, in local cricket. Uh, he had his contribution. If you look back to the cricket game locally, is literally so immense, and it's such a pity that so little credit is often given to him. And with a history of selection that stretches way back almost, what, two decades, he's worked within the structures at the KwaZulu-Natal province and also the Dolphins franchise and a national women's selector uh, between 2007 and 2009 and also national men's team selector uh, between 2013 to 2015. I think that's where the heat was turned up, and he'll tell me all about that. Uh, which during the time, though, he also selected the under-19 squad. Everyone keeps saying, guys, we haven't won a Cricket World Cup. Yeah, the Proteas haven't. Under-19, different story. They won 2014 World Cup. And as convener of selectors between 2015 and 2019. So that's going to be an exciting part. Because I remember chatting to the then coach at the time he was in studio. And I said, you know, that Rabada guy. Yeah, he sorted people out big time. Why isn't he playing for the Proteas? I know they keep saying he was young, he was young, but I'll have an interesting chat uh, to my guest about that because, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful, open conversation. And during that time, though, I mean, I talk about Rabada. Some of his picks included Kakiso Rabada, Keshav Maharaj, Aidan Markram, Lungingiti, Rasi van der Dissen. All of them, you look at them now, they've thrived. And he's also, you know, involved with Quentin de Kock's elevation. Uh, to the white ball captaincy. A former Proteus convener of selectors, his legacy in the game is something to marvel. A bag full of experience as well. And is here to tell us all things cricket South Africa. The talent that is nurtured and identified. And absolutely everything to do with cricket. Ulinda Zondi. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried to describe it and summarize it as well as I could. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Bob. Good evening, Rob. I'm Uh-huh. Should we try that again? Let's try that again. There it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I've been, ahead. I've been, I haven't been around here for a while, hey? Yeah, I can see. I Rob, can I'm see. touched. Thank you very much for that intro. I'm very, very touched. Have I, have I misrepresented anything as far as just a little summary for those who might not know why we have you in the studio? Just listening to it, um, one looks back and says, wow, yes, yeah. we have contributed into this game of cricket. And uh, I thought you were going to miss the the involvement from the Dolphins' point of view. I think one has been there for the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, before that, we were, I was involved with this selection from under 11 all the way to 2019 at KZN. That's where the likes of David Miller, yes. Lungingiti. They were 13 at the time. Wow. Uh, we, I saw them when they were 13. So that, that's an that's age where you actually see this kid has something. But how would the development have been... For a kid who's going to be at 13 years old now starting to show signs that is great. At what age would you need to start? Because I'll also, after the break, use your own journey. Correct. Uh, because as somebody who did not initially grow up in these fancy schools, but you had a love for the game, will also come in. So how far back in terms of age do you need to pick up that eye for a talent in the future? I think I'll, I'll, I'll just say 
basically because one was involved within within the structure so you knew then that this kid is is, is got is got talent mm. and then you can you can trace him from under 13 under 15 under 19 but the key is the upskilling i think that's where the problem is when you take the kid from the township mm. um the upskilling is what was not quite there we'll touch on probably my involvement with the township development when Absolutely. i was involved yeah. yeah but the upskilling um, a normal white kid will go to a private school or um a so called modest school mm-hmm. And he will get one, the coaching at the school, the club coaching, the private coaching. Hmm. Later on, the history behind the family involvement. Because you see that the grandfather played cricket, the father played cricket, and now this, this, that generation. So they keep so passing all it down that, the line. It yeah. culminates into one. So you will see that, that that kid will always have the upper hand. So that's all boils down into the involvement hmm. Um, how is that kid? Then, you, then, then you can just trace it from another thirteen all the way down. I mean, we, we've seen that line, that lineage, come through. I mean, the, the, the Pollocks are an example that come to mind. Is that it, it's not just one generation that is brilliant and gets to represent and goes all the way. You know, it's also second and third generation. Absolutely, absolutely, it's very important. When you look at a guy like um, I just mentioned, Lungingiti. Yeah. Um, and probably within their families, they are the first generation. Yeah. Um, but their kids, they're going to be a second generation. And it's very critical. Mm. That's why when you look at soccer, you'll find that the generation from soccer has always been there. Yes. Because within the black community, cricket is sort of like an alien sport. So we need to, my role and uh, my motivation at the time mm. was how do I make sure that I break that cycle? of introducing cricket, so-called the alien sport, mm. within the black community, and also strive for excellency. <laughs> so I think that's what I wanted. All right. You can tell where it's going after the break. And I think <laughs> I remember, if I'm not mistaken, it was Lungigidi a couple of years ago where he told me where he grew up. I think Lego Kranskop. And I looked at him and I'm like, how? You're a farm boy like me. Now, how did you get to be one of the best in the world when it comes to cricket? Don't go away. Hashtag MSW live now. on 947 Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live at the same time. Hashtag MSW. 25 minutes after the hour, it is hashtag MSW Mara Sports Worldwide live on 947 Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live uh, chatting to former Cricket SA Proteus Convener of Selectors, uh, Ulinda Zondi, with me here in studio uh, down in Durban. 0607080484, that is the WhatsApp voice note number. Any questions or comments? If you remember back to any incident uh, that you would have thought, ah, you know, one day I want to ask Linda, why did he do this? Why did he select this one? Why did he leave out so-and-so? And now is that opportunity 060-708-0484. And as I say, Ulinda Zondi is here with me. A, a role, a major role that you played, especially within this province, um, as a coach, now in the townships, uh, unearthing major talents. When I talk about major talents here, um, I bring into mind... Hey, Andy Lepechua, you mentioned him a short while ago, Sponelo Makanya, uh, Kaya Zondo, just to mention a few. What was the process in that identification and ensuring that their talents are not overlooked? I think those three that you just mentioned, um, they, were, they were fortunate, or both of both. I was fortunate, or they were, because mm-hmm. I was a talent scout at the time. Credit needs to be given um, when it's due. I would say, uh, I think it was back in 2008. Mm-hmm. Then to be corrected. Ray Jennings went to S under 19. He was a coach. 
went to the World Cup, lost to Nepal, something like that. And then when he came back, he then introduced a talent scout, whereby we were divided into six talent scouts across the country. I was looking after KZN. So while I was involved in the development within the township, I was also a talent scout for Cricket South Africa. So that's when these kids, Kaya Zondo, they were were within the Morrissey School, but at least because I was a talent scout looking after them, then I could able to bring them across and then work with them. So that's when I had that relationship. So looking from when they were to high school and to Dolphins, I was still involved because while I was a talent scout, I was also a selector for Dolphins. So the channel is just the link up for them. It's just that's how it happened. Okay. And was it difficult? So once the identification of the talent has happened and then you start to associate them and move them closer to professional ranks, are you finding that the stage, and and again, place your mind in terms of the time and the era that it was, is it a difficult thing to present a case of a talented black kid to say, here, we've got something that we can work with, someone that I believe can get to a pro tiers level. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember one meeting, I won't mention the names because I don't want to burn any bridges. Um, we, we walk into the selection. I was a, tal- I was a selector for, for Dolphins at the time, um, one black selector. So you had to double your, your effort to convince um, a particular player. I think it was Kaya Zondo or one of them. And then a, a coach at the time, he just said, listen, this kid will, will never even penetrate through the roof wall. Um, for him to make it even to to the franchise cricket, let alone to the to the to the national to national. Describing Kaizond. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I oh, want, what, 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 okay. what, one of the black players were at the time. Um, and imagine you're sitting there as a selector and, and and as a black selector, and you are here pushing the transformation agenda. Because at the time there were a lot of them coming through. Um, I, I, I think I had to make sure that the talent, the the, the way those lighties were so talented. They just needed to be nurtured. They needed to be protected. Because transformation, it, it, it's a mindset. So I think we can push transformation and saying, let's have players coming playing in the starting level. But if you're not going to have a coach who's going to have a transform, a transform mindset, a, a selector who's going to have a transform, you know, a, a mindset, and, um, and whoever is making the final decision, you will see a lot of quality African players or players of color will get missed in the system. What I've noticed through my experience is that when you talk about transformation, quality white players will always come true. Yes. I'm talking about quality. Yeah, yeah. The mediocre ones, the average ones, those are the ones that we, when, when you look at the balance of the side, you look at a, 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 an average black player compared to an average white player, then you say mm-hmm. 50-50 chance a player of color must come true. Mm. Even the quality white players, when you've got a quality black player, 50-50 chance, a black player must come true. So your mindset must be tuned within that mindset and saying, this is my mandate and this is what I'm going to try to do. But I think, I think what I got it right was the, was the issues that I've played cricket, mm-hmm. I've coached cricket. I was a, a very hard coach. That's why I didn't want to continue with coaching. I was very technical. Yeah. I, I've got my, my friend Duzimbato, who's a dolphin coach, assistant coach. Yeah. He always say, I, mean, I was um, you were tough I was, nuts. I was, I was tough nuts. I was yeah. too technical. I mean, I coach Carl Ebert. Carl Ebert, he also came through with the system. So I, I, I think, Rob, it, 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 the issue is the mindset. 
and saying, I am backing you and I think you've got what it takes mm. to penetrate mm. and make it to make it through. So if you are sitting with 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 a panel whereby they don't share the same sentiment, you have to push and you have to make sure that you you, you make your point. Because you've got to cut deep. And what are you saying? And and the difficulties are worrying, but they're worrying within a space where you understand because people feel that you're pushing a certain agenda. It is, you know, you look at the exodus now, white players are leaving because they can't get through because they're being blocked off because the black players are being preferred. And I think even the DA, if I'm not mistaken, they went and challenged. You had to be summoned to to parliament uh, to go and answer all of these questions. And yet the argument that was being used by the DA at the time I found it to be very faulty because they're challenging you then in terms of transformation. It's not about quotas. It's about transformation. But then also making it look like if you're a black kid and you're playing cricket, then you're going to be seen as a token player. And and, and that for me was the balance that I found to be very unfair in terms of that. But how did you find it? Being in the firing line uh, within the line of work and within the transformation situation that you had to deal with um i wasn't an apologetic when it comes to transformation and i made my case clear i think one thing that i um i still proud myself was that uh, i never accepted mediocrity from the black players point of view correct um hence this why these quality players came through the system in any way in any fraternity Mm -hmm. even in business world black people are there and their quality um and 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 I fought so hard against this notion of saying, when you pick a play player, comes to the side, um, isn't a team because of merit? Right. Why merit? Why is it only applied to black players? It shouldn't be. We need to pick black players. But at the time, I pushed so hard to go for black players who were good enough to perform in the starting level. Mm. But it's so good to be in the, in the squad. I remember back in the days when, when we just started the, the under-19 talent scout there was this plan whereby within the squad of 15, we'll have um, 12, 13, 14, 15 will be players of color. Yeah. And then when you sit the starting level, you don't see them. And we had to, we had to push so hard to change that mentality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the issue was that pick players that when they come to the starting level, they're going to be the best bowler. They're going to perform consistently because that's what the situation, sure. that's what we're facing with consistently. So that I, I, was, I was really, really pushing to find those guards, mm. those players. And then when you do, then you back them. Another player that we, that we looked at was Klaassen. Yeah. I mean, Klaassen, oh. a lot of people were, were looking at Klaassen as if, yes, okay, he can play. I remember I traced, I watched Klaassen and I followed him for seven matches straight. Yeah. When he played in Durban, I'll fly to Durban. I'll play in Cape Town. I'll fly. Because I wanted to convince myself. I wanted to see him playing in inland. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see him playing coastal. in the coastal. Mm-hmm. And I was convinced. And why? Because in my mind in the selection, we, I think our, 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 our thought pens at the time was that we're looking for someone who can, in a way, um, repl- not replace, but be a backup to David Miller. Yes. A clean hit of a cricket ball. And at the time, Klaassen showed those, those qualities. We tried a couple of players. So, that was not about transformation. Yeah. That was about quality. So I tried by all means to balance the two, whereby don't just go for mediocre black players 
go for quality because in my mind, because I was part and parcel of the school setup, the development mm-hmm. and the and the provincial, we've played myself. And it was the key to understand mm-hmm. that when a player is, when a batter is facing a ball, it's got nothing to do with your color. Yeah. How do you perform? How do you But also play? adaptability to conditions. So that is How why you want to adapt. Wanna, yeah. How do you adapt? It's got nothing to do with color. That's why we have to go for players who get that X effect. That's how they're going to perform. The X effect is not easily identifiable. You almost got to have that. Yeah, the X factor identifies your X factor. It's like a, it's a difficult mix. So I, I know you might not have fully answered the question around being subjected to cross-examination type of, of scenario because that is a pressure scenario. That is almost like saying, we who enforce laws are now calling you to come and defend why you're enforcing the law. So we all know green light at a traffic light says you must go. Yeah. But then now you've been called to say, why are you going when the light is green? Yeah. It was never easy. I won't lie. Yeah. It, uh, it was hard. It was difficult. But I, 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 think, I think my mindset was, was tuned. Um, we, we had to break this barrier of, um, of, of looking at, at, at players of color yeah. as, a, as a token players or as a quarter. Quarter system, for me, if you're saying I'm a quarter player, if you take Linda Zond and say, Linda Zond, go coach Bafana Bafana, that's a quarter. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know anything. What's going to happen? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what. That's quarter. Yeah. Transformation is when you're given opportunity, we are saying, I can see something, I'm backing you, let it go. And you play. And, and um, there were a lot of challenges. They were both administratively, but politically, players. But anyway, um, you also had to, to convince the panel, mm. especially when mm. you're a convener. You, you had to convince the panel so that they think the way that you do. And, um, and fortunate enough, I was lucky because the guys that serve within the panel, I think we're, 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 we're very tuned in terms of the mandate that the board gave us and, uh, and how I really wanted to see things happen. Why have we not a, won a Cricket World Cup? I've won it. You have. <laughs> I punted for you. I remember I remember Coach Ray coming through. And that's why I said, I, I will never forget the question that I asked him on radio. And I said, listen, I watched the World Cup. And for me, I, I think we were, you know, maybe we're just not ambitious enough. Why didn't he play for the senior team back then? I think we would have gone on to win the World Cup at that stage. But why have we not won a pro tiers senior men's cricket World Cup? Let me just take you back and look at Australia when they play India. Yeah. Um, lost first two games, won six straight. And when they, they play in the semifinal against us, we were on the verge of beating them or not beating them. It's just a touch and go. Correct. But as soon as they arrived at the final, their DNA just kicked in. K- kicked in. Yeah. From the second over, you could see their, their fielding. You could see the way they acted, the way they carried themselves. Because they've been there, those who were before them. So either way, as, as a country, we, we, we just have to, to make sure that to, the, we, we change. Mm-hmm. And we, we, so we have to just win it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 and a lot needs to be done. Um, and I look at it, I was, I was there in under 19, um, under 19 when we won it. Mm-hmm. The players that we had, the kind of coaching that we had, 
at the belief of players. Makram was a captain. When you look at Makram then, I mean, Makram was, was, I think, a year before now, the World Cup or two years, he was under massive pressure. And then a lot of people will ask me, geez, Makram, I said, this guy is quality. So you need to have quality players and have a pool mm -hmm. of players to choose from. Our system, our franchise system needs to be in line what needs to happen. I mean, when you look at our, our, our franchise, 50 overs, I think, the final is play against one and two. Yes. There's no semifinal and quarterfinals. So yeah. the, the, the mentality and the pressure of playing the quarterfinal and semifinal, it must be implemented somewhere. So I think for us, um, I mean, 2027 World Cup is here in South Africa. We need to make sure that we, 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 we bank on the young, young players who are coming through. A kid who's 20 this year or 19 this year is mm. going to play for us in 2024, 2027. Seven, yeah. So that kid must be playing now. So if we then going to say a, a guy who's 30 or 35, now 32, we're looking for him to play. We're not no. going to do it. And then from now, the upskilling of these players, um, the, the, the winning mentality, the backing and the upskilling of these players, it has to happen now. And it's, it's not only for players. Mm. It's the coaches. It's, 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 okay, now, now selectors now. It's the coaches, the, the franchise system. How are players within the franchise? Mm. Because, I mean, when I was involved, there was this notion when they said um, you play three players of color or three black Africans. Now the system, the whole system is weak. Why it has to be weak? Because of play, black players are playing. So, but at the same token, you need to look at saying a black player shouldn't be playing. If he's not performing, he's not performing. He needs to be dropped. As a player. As a player. As not any as, kind of player. Not because it's yeah. black. That's where this issue of saying, okay, I've made the team because of merit. Why merit? So there, there's a lot of, 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 of engineering behind the scene. Um, and there's a lot of, um, of, of, especially the mental toughness yes. of our players when they come through the system. Um, I, I, and again, you look at the, ta the, the team that played now. When you look at the team that played in, in 2019, you go back 2015, we've got quality. Yes. So it's a matter of saying 2027, we're here and how to do it. All right. How do you say no to A.B. de Villiers is the question that I want to throw to my guest after the break. Uh, because there was a stage. There was a stage. A.B. de Villiers, best in the world, was saying, you know what? I want to move away from the game. I want to retire. Uh, whatever the words that were used, he'll tell me. And then there was a stage now, just before the World Cup, A.B. de Villiers is like, ah, I'm available. I'm available. I need to play. And the man sitting here says, absolutely no. Hashtag MSW live now. on 947 Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live at the same time. Hashtag MSW. Is it a privilege? Is it a must? The story of, but you know, who probably in the, uh, <laughs> I don't want to age him, but uh, a couple of people coming through and saying, you know what, they know him more than I would ever do. Let's listen. <laughs> 
Bezalisa no Mizon, the Chapo Sam Kumbula, and in Tanga Kale and I would Sanganoma, he called it cinema Lukshin, Ranoma, because the school, there was a washota, Ranomoti, Shanoma, Washota, and what I just said, my high school was an assassin. I asked with the Janet Apunda, all right, hey, somebody that you would have known, and people never forget your contribution. How do you respond to that? <laughs> yeah, um, um, it's a privilege because I, th- I think a lot of players that um, at the time um, they've, they've played cricket and they didn't continue, um, and they, they become the sec- second generation that we spoke about. And it's key because now when you, when you flip a TV and then they, they see cricket and they can sit and watch, that's what we need. So those are the players who played at the time, and when you, when you look at the at the at the township schools, I think high schools, I think that's where the the, the issue was. When you look at the at, at the Morrissey School, Glenwood High School, DHS High School, Westville Boys, I think at the time when we play, we were coached by quality teachers who've played cricket, um, and then when they get back to the school, then you had. The transferring of the skills and information was better. The facility was better. Um, looking back at, at, at the township schools, I mean, Rob, I was 11 years old when I started cricket. Um, before, before I touch on that, let me tell you one, one story. In 1988, you remember where our country was in 1988. Um, um, but uh, I was 12 years old. Clive Mangale, I'm sure you will know him. I just got a message from Clive, <laughs> literally two seconds ago, who says, please tell that young man, regardless of our heated debates, I am super proud of him. Like, literally, got a message from him now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Clive, we were the first two black Africans in 1988 to be, to be selected to represent KZN when the, the black players were allowed to play with white players in 1988. In uh, 1987, I started cricket probably um, at Kwamashu. Yes. There's a, there's a field called Kwamashu East Section. Yeah. I started there. Now I'm 47 years old. Hmm. 36 years later, it's still the same. Probably there's just fans. There's nets there. So how do we compete? It's probably worse in terms of condition. 36 years later, I started 11 years old. I coach, I coach at the same field. I was there. Now things are starting, but it's not there. It's so that it hasn't you, moved. But you see, where other things have moved, and, and, and that is part of why I was saying that that's what happens when you disappear for so long. We, we, we get limited time <laughs> to touch on these things because you then, when, when you end up at Glenwood, yeah. um, you get a form of scholarship yes. to go there. And Correct. it's sports related, it's cricket related Correct. that you're able to go there. Yeah. And, and, and for that to end up with the Glenwood High School, Linda Zondi, Cricket Academy. Mm. It speaks volumes for you, your achievements, and where you would have gone in an unfamiliar environment surrounded by, let's say, the luxuries that you were not used to even before. Absolutely, because we were, we were, we were in the township. We, I went to Ngabagazulu, started cricket at Pagama High, uh, pri- uh, Primary yeah. at the time. And then through, through the lack of facility, and, um, and we were then took and be given opportunity, a scholarship to Glenwood High School which is a new, you, you see this massive school and with such great facilities. Yeah. So when I played throughout, and I played S under 19, and do you know who was in our under 19? Mark Boucher, hey. Mark Ayandini, all these uh, actual prints. Yes. And, uh, but Linda Zondi, when, when, when we, we came back for another 19 mm. in 95, 
in KZN, there were no black African administrators at the time. And Linda Zondo got missed. Completely. Completely. That's when I started. And I went to Demlin. I went to varsity to scholarship. And then I continued playing. That's when I went to administration. So the issue then becomes is that when, when, I, when I went back to, to Glenwood, yeah. I knew that I wanted to, to, to improve the skills of the players around Glenwood. Right. Then I started the academy for, when I was a director of cricket at Glenwood. I started it. Um, I knew that in the afternoon, the players would normal normal training mm-hmm. from three to five. But I wasn't happy because it's just, I wasn't quite happy yeah. with the quality. Then I started academy and I said, players must come in at six o'clock. So we start from six, we finish at up at seven. Now, now you, you are coaching the halves, mm-hmm. parents who can get there at six o'clock. Imagine a kid from, from township has to be there at six o'clock. Difficult. So when I started yeah. the academy, it, it, it was so good and the other choral sport mimic and introduce it. So it was sort of like an honor saying, it's actually you started it. So I was, I was quite chuffed. With it. But, but I'm also chuffed at the fact that, I mean, yeah, hey, Township Boy gets through, gets the academy, gets it renamed after him in the same way. You know, Sandy Lezungu heads off from Elokshin, he goes to Hilton College. There's a Sandy Lezungu pavilion yeah. where football was never played, where football yeah. was never kicked before. And it is there. It is those success stories that I think, and that's why I said in the opening, uh, in the intro, that those things are never highlighted. Uh, we've got Umpo on the line. Umpo, thank you so much for your patience. Good evening. Mpo, you there? Rob, how are you doing, sir? I, I am very, very good. Um, I'm in awe of this human being that's sitting here next to me. No, a gentle giant of, of cricket. And funny enough, as I listen to him, I've listened to him personally say those things. And I remember two things, and I'll never forget Upralinda for that, because he'd always say some of them when he was with the, you know, Glenwood gang, I problem. So, <laughs> and, and he said, Paul, you guys sit in administration. How do you get youngsters who are coming from the townships with a big cricket bag to be able to go in a taxi in the evening after having trained? We need to do better. That was one. The second thing is that I can vouch for him and say for every player that he selected, if you're a batman, he may remember this conversation we had about a certain cocoon uh, at Eastern's. He says, if you're a batman, get hundreds because that's the one way that you will get noticed and not a once of hundreds. You need to get them continuously because it needs to be a habit. So the thing that he's saying, he's not just saying it for radio, Rob. It's things that he used to, within the corridors of cricket, he used to knock out for those and be able to know. So every black player that Linda has selected, rest assured that they were the quality that was required to take SA to another level, Darop. Ah, Paul, thank you, man. I appreciate those I words. Paul, um, uh, chatting to us um, on a call from uh, Johannesburg. I mean, how do you even respond? Because yeah, um, it, 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 it talks deep into the DNA of what has made you and what has made you uh, make the big decisions. And I'm not saying don't respond to Paul. I think it was more comment and affirmation of, of you and your journey. Because it takes me to two key points. You being in the selection committee, Vernon Philander saga is, is blowing way out of proportion. He's selected at the time and how it's been written ahead of Carl Abbott. But a lot of people cry. 
about the issue again of transformation, but you are in, you are in the mix then. How are you? How are you handling that heat? I think you you handle that heat, uh, and sometimes whereby as a human being, you need to humble yourself and saying, it, it, it's okay sometimes to be led, and it's okay sometimes to lose certain decisions or certain battles, and then and you make peace with it, because at the end of the day, you are in the collective. You can then and and and, and make decision on your own. Um, I, I think by by doing that, when when you sleep at night, you say, you know what? At the end of the day. I made this decision purely because I was, I was, I was truthful, I was honest, yeah. and it was what is in front of me. And then if you lose that battle, then let it be it. Be honest with me. Was there a call that came through from the then Minister of Sport saying, change this? When? 2015? Mm. <laughs> no, I was, I was a select at the time. Uh, no, I know. There was I a know. convener. There was a convener, yes. but are yeah. you aware of a call that came through? No, no, no. no. Nothing? No. Okay. okay. If, if, if it did. It's Uli Falang here. I'm greeting to the MSW shoulders. I'm greeting to your guest, uh, Ulienda Zondi. I'd like to ask, looking at the current cricket team right now, where do you think uh, it has mostly improved or where do you think it has lacked compared to your time in the Proteas? Have you saw... Have you seen any form of improvement or do you think uh, there needs to be um, more that they can do going forward um, ahead of, you know, the next um, ODI World Cup? Uh, what do you think needs to be done in order to beef up this team that could potentially become a World Cup winning team? Great show as always. Thanks. Thank you so much. A great question. I'm going to double it up with a similar question as well. Good evening, Rob. And your guest, Ulinda Zondi. Rob, very much uh, fascinated uh, uh, hearing that uh, there were some of the players uh, that uh, they were able to identify uh, and keep them within a system uh, up until they play for the national team uh, at the World Cup as senior players. And for me, that is something uh, that is quite unique. I would like to hear from Mr. Zondi uh, what are some of the uh, uh, things that they do in cricket uh, to ensure that they keep talent within the system for such a long period. Uh, because for me, some of the sporting codes are struggling uh, with player progression plans. Uh, but it seems like rugby and cricket uh, are doing this. Uh, they've got a secret which I believe uh, other sporting codes can learn from you guys. I just want to hear your views around that at the book here. Tabocha, great question. I'm going to ask him to summarize that because it's two great questions. One having to do with the beefing up and improving. One having to say, you know what, how do you keep this talent within the system? Because rugby and cricket do it so well. I won't lie. I'll, I'll just say it's, it's purely mentorship. It's one, it's one key. And the upskilling. Um, you, you'll find that within cricket, you, you've got high performance. You've got, you've got franchise cricket. You've got, you know, there's, there's a lot that is happening. You've got yeah. 819. And these players are tracked and these players, um, uh, they are identified earlier on. I mean, uh, we, were, we were very, very uh, much um, the emphasis around um, making sure that a player that is picked is picked with that ability and the skill. Um, you, you can't then pick a player and then he's an open batter and then you bet, let him bat at five and bat him at seven. Pick a player at eight to let him bat at an uh, opening batter. So I think the, the mentorship and the upskilling of a player, I think cricket has done well. We, we, Truth be told, we need modesty schools yeah. within our country, facilities sure. there. Mm-hmm. We need to improve the, the quality of coaches within. In the township, what, what we did well when I started, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to try and, and fast track this. When, when we, we, the challenge within KZN at the time was that we didn't have quality black coaches, teachers, mm-hmm. 
and, and players at the time. So my role was to make sure then how do you produce a player, how do you produce an administrator, mm-hmm. how do you produce a coach, how do you pr- produce w- playing within even facilities that are not ideal. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of players that came through the system mm-hmm. and you, you need to have coaches, you need to have administrators. That's why even now, I mean, within women's side, there's a kid called Nongkulegam Laba, left-hander. Right. He's from the township Lindelane, playing for Proteus. Mm-hmm. There's another Nondomiso Shangasa, they're going to, I think, the T20, play yeah. for Proteus. From the, the Sanford program that you started. So it, it became the issue. But when I left for Proteus, there was a lady called Saneli Siwe mm-hmm. um, Kuzwayo. She's currently now in Border. She was a first service manager for Credit Africa, female. So you had to groom administrators. You had to groom coaches. So for me, I think what we've done well within cricket was that the, the, the Coke Week that everyone is, talks about, mm. it is there to groom players. Craven Week, yes. Coke Week, under 19, under 15. So players stick around and they perform. How are you going to win the World Cup next 2027? 2027. Yeah. It's, a, it's a home ground. We need to. Brevest should be playing now. Now, not But we, are we going to win it? We can. We are, absolutely can. Are we going to win it? We can. Okay. All right. Leave on a positive note. I know there's a lot left out. Um, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll pick up on it because, my goodness, um, even your friend was was praising you uh, with the message just now, just saying, that is that is my coach, eh? Fiso Mazibo. Uh, yeah. You know how hard I was with Fiso? I was so hard um, because I saw talent with Fiso as a cricketer. Yeah. Um, but again, you see, he didn't become a player, but he became a good administrator and now he's, he's doing wonders. Yeah. Great broadcaster. Certainly. Linda, let's do this again soon, Bob. Thank you very, very much indeed. We'll deal with the A's and B's of it all mm-hmm. on another day and another day soon. That's a former Cricket SA Proteas convener of selectors, uh, Ulinda Zondi Nondaba, with me right here in Devon. Catch you again tomorrow. Hashtag MSW live now. on 947 Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live at the same time. Hashtag MSW.